Welcome to Kingstar Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. Today we are talking about while waiting. Wakati unasubiria, as you're waiting, while waiting on God. So let me read again, Isaiah 30, 18. It says, therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you. And therefore, he exalts himself to show mercy to you. It's like he is approaching you. Do you know how, ladies, you know how it feels when a man is coming after you? So this is the Lord. It's him. He says he awaits to be gracious to you. He is actually making the first move. And therefore, he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. And blessed are all those who wait for him. So waiting. What are you waiting for? Like what are you waiting on God for? I told you you should have that in mind as we are going through the lesson today. So is it healing? Is it marriage? Is it job? Is it financial breakthrough? Is it another encounter? Like it's been so dry ever since the the last time that that you met with God in those secret chambers? Is it clarity? There are some issues that you're, that you're not sure about. You don't know what to do, how to go about it. You don't know which is which. And you've been waiting on God and it looks like eh, it's not been clear for some time. Is it that? Or is it salvation for your loved ones? <coughs> Whatever it is. Maybe even more than what I've mentioned here. You know what you're waiting on God for. So what is that thing that you're waiting on God for? As it is running on your mind. That that thing that makes you cry when you are alone. That thing that people don't see but you see it. And you plead to God, God can, can you take this away? For some people it is a mark that will never get away from you. But you need the grace of God to live with it and walk with it. People have had different pasts. And after you come to the light, you realize that your past left you with some marks that are so visible. That wherever you go and talk about Jesus, the first thing they see is the marks. Is it that? And it, it like cripples your boldness to declare about Jesus. Is it that one? Is it your disability? What is it that you're waiting on God for? Other people, it's not, it's not money. Don't think everybody waiting on God, it's the poor. People are in their mansions, but they're going through hell. People are eating good, dressing good, but they're going through hell. They want to take their lives away. So what is that issue that looks like it's immovable? But even as we go through the word, I want to remind you that the Lord has started dealing with these issues before we are getting into the word. That is what was happening. The Lord told me that he's doing a new thing. He is doing a new thing. And I want you to stretch your faith and just believe it. The things of God is just faith. You don't have to jump around. At times it doesn't take jumping around. At times it takes silence. And such a big mountain just moves. 
just break, some chains break in silence. So, the place of waiting is a hard place to be. Some have waited for one year, two, three, four. For some, it looks like they've been waiting forever. And to someone else, your issue doesn't look as big as to you. That, that's why people can easily tell you, it's okay. But when you go back to your room, it doesn't look like it is okay. You hear the word, when you go back, it comes back to your face right here and tells you, I am here and I'm even healthier than, than you left me. So, there comes a point in life where what you need is an encounter to go past that issue. You need God to reveal himself in line or in the light of that issue. The revelations that we know about God, those are the revelations that God revealed himself to his children when they were going through some things. So, maybe for you it's been sickness that has been there over and over and over. You're tired. Every time it's the doctor, it's another doctor, it's another doctor, something else comes up. You've been prayed for over and over and over to the point now you're like, I don't think if I should go for prayers anymore. God can reveal himself to you. You can encounter God in line with that specific exact thing. You can start praying prayers of God. Reveal to me, reveal yourself to me as a healer. To me. Sometimes we are carried away by people's encounters, people's experiences. They are good because they help boost our faith. But it is your encounter that will take you beyond your issue. It is your encounter. Just like David encountered God. And I like when he says he is the God of breakthroughs, like the breakthroughs of many waters. That is what he saw of God when he came through. Because it looked like God cannot come through. It looked like everything is just blocked. But then all of a sudden, like the breakthrough of many waters, and then it busts everything. God comes through. And all he can say is, oh, you are, you are the God of breakthrough, like the breakthroughs of many waters. Who is God to you concerning that issue? If you are given a chance to stand and talk about God concerning the issue of joblessness, what will you tell the crowd? If you don't have anything to tell the crowd, then you, then you have not encountered God in that area. And there are breakthroughs that will not come to your life until you encounter the God of breakthrough. Hallelujah. We have to grow. We have to seek God. Don't seek being laying on hands over and over. There is a place for that. But there is a place of seeking God and walking with God. And it's personal. And some will seek God. They will find God. They will walk. They will move. And you will be there. And we'll be praying for you. We will be faithful to pray for you. But there is a place where only you and God can be. 
At the burning bush, it is only you and God. At Bethel, when you, like the wrestling between you, it's only you and God. I, there is no mom there, there is no pastor. It's only you and God. Could it be you need to change the approach to your breakthrough? Can you start seeking God? Seek the encounter. Seek to encounter God pertaining that. Father, reveal to me, who are you concerning this issue? I have read about healing. I have read about we are fruitful, like I will be fruitful with my womb. That you give us blessings. Children are blessings. What is, what is this issue with me? Because people come and they testify. I am here waiting and I've been praying. I've been serving. What is it? What is it? Because our lives are testimonies. Our lives are letters to be read. So you cannot always be re relying on people's testimonies. Your letter has to be read. Your letter has to be read. All that you read are people who decided, determined to seek God. And God is very faithful, merciful, gracious. He reveals himself. I am the God who heals you. Where do we get all these, all these names? Out of revelation, encounters. I'm the God who provides for you. Hallelujah. It's beautiful when you're calm for some time like that, you know? Like you also can be calm. So um, a waiting place, it's a tricky place to be because most of the times there is so much uncertainty, like you are not sure. It's, it's not an easy place to be and it's not for babes. It's a hard place to be. It can break your heart. It can break your faith if you don't have people to walk with you and stand, and stand with you. It's a hard place to be. And it can be a very lonely place because even your husband, your wife may not feel what you're going through. It can be very lonely. Even the people that are so close to you, they can't really feel it. They can't really, yeah, they'll tell you, yeah, it's okay. But uh -uh. they cannot get there. And even if they wish, even if they stay with you, they cannot get to that field, that spiritual place where it is you and the issue. It can be lonely. It can be lonely. But it's also a place where there is so much fear. There's so much rest, rest, uh, restlessness. And fear is bad because it could also open doors for defeat. Eh? But this is what waiting comes with. It comes with all this package. That's why we have to, we have to be aware of the concept of waiting and all that it takes. It comes with so many voices, so many alternatives. You know, um, it could be like a fire could come, a strong wind could come, suggestions, you know, ideas, help would come. But only at the last, if you hold on, there's a still small voice. There's a silence that will come with your package. So we have to be so discerning when we are waiting. Because the devil has so many alternatives. Quick, cheap, fast, profitable looking for that time. 
that's the waiting place. And this is a place that we enter most times immediately after prayers and fasting. You know, you have prayed, you have fasted, you're, you have received the word of God. You've received the prophecies. The power of God has just come, you know, and you know it has already broken loose. But now you're waiting for it. And eh, it looks like, okay, I thought it would be immediately on the 40th day. But God, it's now a week, it's two, it's three weeks. And then your faith starts going and then your hope starts being low. Like, okay, God, really? Yeah, anyways, maybe it was, maybe suggestions will start coming. Ah, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then you are given an exact word, but then alternatives will come. And, you, and you'll be like, yeah, maybe this is how I will get to there. Logic will start coming in. The place of waiting is a very tricky place to be. And you cannot wait alone. You need the Holy Spirit. Waiting is, because most of the people actually lose their faith in this moment of waiting. Most of the people give up in this moment of waiting. And Jesus says, those that will not give up, those that will hold on to the end, those ones, they will receive a prize. So this is a place where focus can be lost, eh? You start well and there is focus and you know what you want and you're believing God and things are going well and you're so focused on Christ. But then as the waiting is elongated, we get tired because we are humans. We get tired. And we even reach to the place and say, oh God, you know what? If you could take away this whole thing, it's also well. It's also fine as well. Waiting. It's hard to wait. You cannot understand until you've been to a place where you're waiting and you're expecting, yeah, this is, and then it's not. My God, again, God. And then, so it's a place where your heart can be so broken. It's a very tough place to be. That's why people come and testify. They, come, they have come through a certain weird season of hope and then down, hope and then down, and you think this is it, and then it's not, and you, and, and you think that's it. All these are these external loud, loud voices. Only that. It's just a matter of time, and the still small voice will come with your package. It's a place where you also get to fear believing in God. Have you ever been to a place where you're even scared to believe in God? Have you been there? It's so scary that you don't even want to believe. And you're thinking, this one again, what if it doesn't? What if, oh God, and you just act as if you, but deep inside, you know, but, but then you're like, God, no, 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 I don't want to believe. I don't want to put my faith there. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. You don't want to believe in God. And it's not because you're, it's not from a bad heart. You just want to protect yourself like, mm -mm, I cannot take another heart. I cannot take another brokenness. No, I better just be where I am. God, if it happens, let it happen. If it doesn't, I don't want, I can't take it anymore. 
And yet, this is a very necessary place to be for a believer. It's very necessary. All of us, at some point, have to go through such a place. Every believer. Don't listen to those lies that things are smooth. Things are not smooth. All of us have to go through such a season. It can be long. It can be long. It can be for a lifetime. And, and whenever you, you go to God, he just says, my grace is sufficient. That's so bad, God. He says, my grace is sufficient. And people outside don't see it. You battle with it yourself. This is salvation. This is the real thing. The real deal. <laughs> but yet, in this same same waiting, it's actually a place where God has ordained for encounters, for revelations. It is in the desert when there are so many serpents that he will show up, he will give you an encounter, a revelation, lift up a bronze serpent. It is in the desert. It's not in the palace. It's in the desert where we know him. Yeah. It's there. It's not when we are up. No. When you come stand before people, you will actually reveal the God that you knew in your backstage. Oh, yeah. This is not where you know God. Uh-uh. This one? No. It can be deceiving. This is not where you know God. The God that you preach is the God that you have battled with. You have wrestled with. Yeah. When you didn't even have a pillow and you used the stone, right? Come on. When your name was nothing. When your name was a trickster. Come on. You wrestle with him. And then he finds mercy on you. And he gives you a new name. And immediately after the new name, oh, doors are opening. By the way, what? I mean, what is happening? The God of mercy has encountered you. The God of mercy and the God of grace. Guys, it, it all takes God. Everything and anything in your life takes God. Yes. It's either he does it or nothing happens. Yes. Unless if you decide to go consult other gods. They will give you some quick, cheap, tem uh, temporal solutions mm. that will take you to hell, of course. of course. But the true God, you will have to wait. So don't be scared of waiting. Don't be scared of waiting. Because he will strengthen us. He strengthens you. He says, be strengthened with the strength of. Be strengthened. God is with us. There comes a times, you know, we come and jump around and sing. And it's so bad that. Believers have come to a point where they take church to be a place where they can go forget their issues. Not to go encounter God. Eh? It's like alcohol. Eh? Yes. So you take it to just forget. So you come to church. It's not from a bad heart, but it's because life has been too much. I better go there, just listen to the worship, see people just jump around, see the joy, and then go back home. It's been that because people have lost hope. People have waited and waited and waited. Let me tell you something. When you're waiting, do not hop around. Don't hop. 
Don't jump here and there and there and there. Because you will elongate the waiting period. Those that waited on God, waited on God and on God alone. They built an altar and they stayed there. They waited. The first year, 10, 20, 25. Even when alternatives come and say, you know what? You can get this servant of mine and get a child. Ah, the promise of God, you cannot rush it. You cannot rush it. You will have alternatives and you should thank God when he is merciful to still sustain you through the alternatives to the real deal, to the real promise. We've got to wait. We've got to wait. It's not every prayer. Prayers are being answered. Whenever you pray, the Lord answers. Okay? When you, when you set your mind to pray, that is what the angel told Daniel. He said, Daniel, when you set your mind to fast and pray, the answer was already released. But Daniel went on the first day, second day, third, up to 21 days fasting and, and praying. But the answer was released when? When he set his mind, tomorrow I will fast and pray. There. When you set your mind to fast and pray, the Lord re releases the answer. How long will it take? How long did it take from the angel telling him that, yeah, this is the answer, and to their freedom? You know, we, we, have to be, we have to believe no matter what. We should not be shaken by time. Should not be shaken by time. It's been a month, yes, keep on believing. It's been a year, keep on, keep on believing. Don't stay around people who will make you feel like it's not happening. You have to do whatever it takes to guard your faith and keep on believing. Keep on believing. That's the, th that's the precious gift that you will present before God. We will present our faith. We will present our faith. God, I believed this here. This we will present. Will yours have, have been purified? Because our faith is being purified day by day. As you go through issues and you keep on believing, your faith is purified. As you come out of the fire, it will be as precious as gold. The fire is there. The water is there. The valley of the shadow of death is there. I want to tell you that. As much as we can jump here to, together, I am sure. Because we are in this world, there's a valley somewhere that we go back to. When this one ends, when you have gotten victory, the water will just appear. When the victory has come, another one. But let me tell you something that is necessary because that is building your muscles. Jesus, our Savior, was perfected through suffering. So keep on waiting. Keep on holding on. Amen. Keep on holding on. Do not give up on prayers because prayers take you closer to your answers. Closer to the promises. You have prayed today and you didn't see it, it now, but it has reduced the distance to the promise. So keep on, keep on. Let's have Hebrews 11.
Hebrews 11, I'll read 1 to 3. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Now, those things that you're hoping for, the ones that I told you to think about and to have in mind as we are going through the word of God, you should have assurance for those things because faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Okay? There has to be an assurance within you that God will do it. Today, tomorrow, I don't care. God will do it. No matter what, God will do it. Because our God is faithful. Our God is faithful. Our God is faithful. And so he says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. You haven't seen it. Are you convinced and convicted within that you will see it? If the conviction is not there, if the assurance is not there, drop the issue. Because you have to see it first from within that you believe it. If you don't see it, it's not there. So it's the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of the old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. So that what is seen was not made out of something that is visible. Whatever that you're waiting on God for is not yet seen. Okay? It is not yet visible. That's why you're still waiting and you're still having faith that, that God may make it visible. But let me tell you something. It is by the word of God. It is by the word of God. Let us read verse 3 again. It says, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that. So it is the word of God that will call forth the things that you're hoping for. That are not yet seen. That are still invisible to be manifested. It takes the word of God. It takes your understanding by faith. As you're waiting, in your waiting, build your faith through the word of God. Because it is the word, it's by the word of God that all creation happened. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning. And then he says, he created all things. All things were created through him. Things that are seen and things that are not seen. Created through who? The word. Whatever that you're believing God for is not outside of the word of God. It is not outside of the creation. Because it says nothing that is created was without him. Like there is nothing that is created that he did not create. If it is not there, he did not create, it is not there. You can't see anything, whether in the visible or in the invisible. As long as it is there, he created it. And because you don't see it, it's not because it's not there. It's in the invisible. Because it says that all things, let us read here, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Meaning, it was made from things that are invisible. Whatever that you're believing God for is not new to him. He has already given you all 
things pertaining to life and godliness. All things are availed already for us. Believers, all things pertaining to life and godliness have been availed to us. And that's why Paul says, you know what? Now, because you know that, fix your eyes on the things that are not seen. That is the place where you have to focus. Not here. Not here. Focus there. Because that one gives birth to this which you are believing God for on this earth. You have to pull it from the invisible world to the visible world. It's in the waiting period that you do those things. And how do you do that? It's not magic. Feed your faith. It's by the understanding that comes through faith. And then you apply the word of God. God has exalted his word above his names. In other words, God has bound himself to his word. If he has said it, he has no option but to do it. No option but to do it. If he tells you to have the knowledge on how to get things, if you don't have the knowledge on how to get things, he cannot do it because he told you, you need knowledge. It's the truth that you know that will set you free. So it's not like God is not, is not doing. Let's go dig the word of God and encounter what the Lord is saying pertaining this and that and that and the hows. Don't be people of running around. If you have not caught a how, from whatever that you've heard, how do I do this? Then you, then you have not learned. It's just another knowledge. And you will not be able to apply it. It will not be wisdom. It will not work for you. It will not bring fruit. So whatever you hear, how do I do this? Mm, okay, so how? That's a very important question. Because we can quote the verses. But then how? Mm, we're like, okay. And the how has come out of encounters. And the house can be very specific. The house can be very general. Your how might, might not be my how. Your how could be, just praise me every morning, praise me. My how could be, just go preach. Just mind about preaching. Leave me with the rest. So get to know your how. Get to that place of encounter. This is not religion. This is walking with God. Okay. All right. So, let us read some few, some two verses. Then I let you go. It's by the word, through the understanding of faith. When you're waiting. Second Corinthians four, eighteen. Mind where your focus is when you're waiting. It can be hard, but mind where your focus is. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Those, as long as you can see, it is not permanent. So that tells you don't have confidence on your job, don't have confidence in your car, don't have confidence in that big house. As long as you can see it, baby, it's not permanent. It can go anytime. And it can come anytime. So there is hope in that. As long as I can see it, as long as I can understand it with my fleshly 
eye, if it is a disease, then it is not permanent. Whatever sickness, as long as it is in the physical realm, it's not permanent. There is hope. There is hope because it's not permanent. It will not be permanent. So, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal, meaning permanent. Let's have Deuteronomy 31.6. The Lord your Father tells you this today. He says, be strong. <laughs> Is this what you want to hear? <laughs> When you are in your waiting period, you want to hear, it's here. The Lord says, be strong. Be strong and courageous. Okay? And then he says, do not fear or in dread of them. Whatever it is, don't fear. Don't fear. Don't fear. Do not fear of whatever situation that is. Do not fear. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. This is what you need. Moses said, if you do not go with us. Hey, I am not even moving my foot. But, but then here he says, you know what? I am with you and that is all matters. So about those ones, leave them to me. I will exalt myself and show mercy to you. Okay? I will be gracious to you. Leave them to me. I will go with you. And God will not leave you nor forsake you. God will never leave us. Amen. He will never leave us. Whether you get it, you don't get it, he or she or kipimo. In the fire, he is with you. The fire is burning. But he's there. And you will come out of the fire. And you will testify. And souls will be saved. Because you went through the fire. So let's, let's not be selfish. It's not about you. You are a letter. So you don't write a letter to yourself. It's a letter to be read. So let your life be a letter. Let the Lord use your life. But why are we even so much bothered? Why? We gave our lives to him and we said, you know what? I give my life to you. You are my Lord and my Savior. So that means your life is not your own. If he decides to make you rich, mm, well and good. If he, if he, if he says, uh, you, you stay here. But let's get to a point where our life is not ours. If we live, we live for Christ. So he determines, he decides how he wants to manifest himself through you. <laughs> Salvation. It's beautiful. Because this is not the end. Because there is hope. We shall see him one day. And we, shall, and we shall be exactly like him. The joy, you will not be able to explain it. You will not be able to compare the joy, the love, the peace, the freedom. Just being with the Father. Being with your God. If it takes for you to be poor forever for the rest of your life here. For you to see God, that is the best package too. 
if it takes for you to see every doctor after every doctor after every doctor to make it to heaven, because you know what? He knows us better. He knows us better. He says, you, if I make you whole now and you're healthy, eh, every club will know you. So stay here, baby. God loves us. He decides in his wisdom, in his pleasure, he decides he is sovereign. It's not like he has failed. It's not like he is seeking advice. No, he is sovereign over all. He determines everything. And he, can, he has the power to interfere each and every, everything. So, yours is to just keep on walking with him. What's the checklist? Am I walking with, with God? Thank you. Has it come or not? It's not the checklist. Am I right with my father? Holy Spirit, show me. Am I right? Yes. Thank you. Take some time and go visit hospitals. Sawa? Go visit hospitals. Go see people dying on the beds. Go see people crying in pain. Go see young little children born with cancer. I didn't know that kids could be born with cancer. Tiny kids. They're there and they're all swollen. And then, and then tell me, as you're looking at that kid crying, there was one child I went, this one was a little bit older, like around five, four, five. And the kid was crying, saying, Mungwangu, Mungwangu, Mbona Umeniacha. Oh my God. This is a kid, five years old, around there, with cancer on the bed. And when you ask, how, how does it feel? They say it feels like when you're hung on top of the fire, on the flames of the fire. The way the flames burn, that's how cancer burns. So the kid is like, Mungwangu, Mungwangu. This is the kid. Tell me at that point, if you will be saying, God, a promotion. God, promote me. Tell me, somebody getting such a miracle out of the hospital, the first thing, what they say is, God, I thank you for life. Thank you, I can walk. Thank you, I can eat. People cannot walk. A step, they cannot make it. You can't eat. People can't sleep. I'm telling you, what we have, it's by his mercies. Don't be this more, more, more. No, take a pause. And look at other people's petitions. Other people's prayers. When you compare with your checklist, you'll be like, oh my God, oh my God, forgive me. Yours is so selfish. It's a better job. It's going to this other nation. Yours is this and that. It's another company. And the Lord is merciful. He gives you. The day that he will stand before you and tell you, I was in the hospital and you didn't come to visit me. I was in the prison and you didn't come to visit me. While you're here taking checklists, the Lord is gracious and merciful because he gives you. You're testifying. 
the children of Israel knew the works of God. Moses knew his ways. His heart beat. Go to the poor. Go to the poor. Do you ask God to send you to those people? Another miracle. Another miracle. Miracles will come. Anajishulisha. Na mambu yako palu unapojishulisha na yake. There are people who have ceased praying for their lives. But things are happening. They have put the agendas of God ahead. If they will intercede, it is for the agendas of God. They will eat. They will get all that they need. Because God is concerned. He says, I know what you need. You think he doesn't know? He wasn't joking. He said, I know what you need. If the birds, how much more you in my own image? Let's shift our focus. If we are truly believers, focus on the right things. Focus on the things that, that move the heart of God. And then tell me how you will see God move in your life. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.